Welcome to Vespertine. In today's episode, we take on the ever-evolving world of hip-hop music, in particular, the role of the producer. Today's guest is a self-taught drummer with a background in punk music turned beatmaker for rising hip-hop stars in both his home country of Iceland and the United States. The artist's name is Frio, but his real name is Huyen Gode Kolpenson, and he is, in fact, my brother. I spoke to him about how he started in music and his approach towards making beats and creating relationships with both talent at home and abroad. So, Huyen, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Um, I think before we kind of continue on, I'd like to mention that uh, Frio here with us um, is actually the one that uh, made the theme song for the show, and we're very much um, appreciative of that. I think it's a pretty good track. Thank you very much. Thank you. Um, So just to kind of get straight into it, as we've talked in the intro, you've you've had um, experiences both here and abroad um, in the current genre of music that you're working with, but you've also done something... That's a bit more on the live performance side. Um, but what, so what? So what was it that um, got you into making beats and in the production side of it? Well, I had been in a band, uh, I'd say for like two and a half years, from like ninth grade to like the first uh, year in high school, and uh, I was the drummer of the band, and uh, we had some minor successes, but still, we uh, we participated in the battle of the bands, got into the finals. And uh, shortly after that, um, I kind of felt uh, that the, my role as just being a drummer wasn't really justifying my capabilities in music. So I decided uh, to look into other possibilities and I uh, got introduced to producing. And, um, you know, drumming is a good kind of like uh, background for, for that kind of a style of making music mm-hmm. uh, a lot of just groove based and and stuff so i i uh i've started back in 2015 uh learning the piano while le- learning to uh, produce on logic projects right yeah and so especially with the drumming i find it's quite interesting the fact that you um are kind of self-taught in that regard you're not as a lot of other maybe some, some drummers go and um you know learn on it through sort of sort of academic um, but you've really felt, and that's kind of transcended into your beat making uh, through through those sorts of rhythms. Something that, again, with 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 your production, it's something that you've kind of gotten yourself into uh, based on your own merit. And yeah, yeah, it's um, learning the drums by myself. You know, most most of the how do you say uh, the inspirations I got was just from you know listening to tracks and kind of just you know sitting by the drum set and trying to like you know emulate the groove. Um, and then of course YouTube and stuff, you know, cover of songs, you know, they have videos of that there. But like, I I always felt like my capabilities were kind of limited by the drum set. You know, yeah. if I if I pushed myself a little bit harder, I would have of course gotten a lot better on the drums. But you know, sitting down in front of a computer where you, like if you have a background in drumming, like you can just fill those extra interesting kind of like rhythm pockets. Mm, um, yeah. Ne- you know without necessarily having to play them by yourself which you know i don't i don't see if it's you know any lesser you know doing that than you know playing the drums themselves but like just you know there's really no limitations in what you can do you know in a digital audio workstation so uh, you know for me that was something that you know like kind of gravitated me to towards that world and plus you know working with melodies and stuff um, you know, I don't really know how to play the piano like that, but you know, using MIDI in uh, in in Logic 
you can kind of just write it and you know over the years you know i learned how to play some of the piano but like with chords and stuff i usually just lay that down by writing them in and mm -hmm. then bass lines and top melodies and stuff i do you know just you know on, on the midi keyboard but yeah I, like there's really no limitations to what you can do yeah so i mean you, you've, you've talked about um getting references from other sorts of music and uh, i know for a fact that you use um, a lot of samples in, in, in some of your work, but what was it sort of what musical inspirations? Maybe nothing that's you know needs to be too big, but something that kind of got you into of of kind of finding your own way. Uh, that's a good question. Um, I would say that like most of the stuff that I get inspired from, I don't always like end up making. But you know, then again, a lot of it you know I do make. Back when I was like learning sampling and stuff, I was like listening to a lot of Kanye West, and you know he. He used to produce majority of his music by, you know, you know, chopping up samples and, you know, flipping them in an interesting way. Um, then again, also other producers like uh, Madlib and uh, Jay Dilla. Then I also had like huge inspiration from uh, 40s, you know, Drake's producer 40. Mm. Uh, back like in 2015, they were, you know, making If You Read It's Just Too Late, which is uh, probably like, you know, if I'd say like that, that definitely like shaped up my taste for like unique sample kind of like flipping and, but also not just like, you know, the beats aren't just about the sample, like samples are layered on top of chords and stuff. It's just like a very interesting project, uh, like production wise uh, and like drum programming there. I really like, you know, use that as like a, a foundation for like when I was trying to, you know, find my own style for sure. But there's so many inspirations too, but you know, other other stuff that I get inspired from and I don't make is you know, like Pink Floyd, Nirvana. Mm. But you know, it's it, it's uh, like I, I try to like every time I I make something as much as I'm inspired from something and definitely you know have references and and um, and try to like you know not mimic but you know you always try to like take a piece out of something good and then you know shape it up as your own. But yeah, I always try to like approach the production you know as as like a blank yeah slate as, as, and, as open as possible yeah. yeah and and like the more i you know think about what i'm going to try to make you know i don't make that you know like, yeah but, yeah but then again in a session with an artist and they want a certain kind of sound like for me that's easier but when i'm like just on my own making something and trying to make something unique like of course i get inspirations from something but i i i just try to go in the flow just like the subconscious world of you know, music making and let the sounds kind of like you know interest yeah. me and and guide me guide me forward. Okay, forward. Yeah, that's that's um, I think it's a very interesting way of, of approaching it. Now, um, as you alluded to um, earlier, you said that you kind of started around 2015, 2016, something along those lines, um, which in the music scene of beat making and all that, culminating with YouTube and online resources all over the place it's kind of it kind of exploded i'd say mm -hmm. around around this time and mm -hmm. um what did you think of having all those resources at your disposal when realistically i mean you were just you were working on your your the computer you had at home and that wasn't necessarily built for any of these mm -hmm. um not necessarily high-tech things but with with a music like this focused how was at first um you know, I, I, I did have a, an okay computer to go, go at it at first, but um, I didn't like produce with my headset or anything or any speakers, like except for the speakers on my computer for like a year. Yeah. And um, that kind of like, you know, definitely didn't help me like 
learning mixing styles or anything but you know just like you don't you don't really need a whole lot of stuff to uh, to just get going and try to get the rhythm of things and and stuff um it definitely helps having at least headsets to begin with just so you can kind of like hear it because once you export it into you know a wave file and then listen onto your headset and and you think oh the snare is like really loud on the speaker it almost sounds like good good in the headset yeah and then you listen to it and it's like it's basically just clipping and like the only <laughs> thing you can hear is the snare yeah exactly but um but back then i wasn't really you know looking at the master channel or whatever it's like no, peaking, yeah. right like yeah I feel like once you're like starting, just kind of like, you know, indulge yourself in, into, you know, everything about it and just, you know, just do it. Cause like, that's, that's the main important thing, but you know, you gotta, you gotta come back and realize like, what are the important things for things, you know, to be transparent between all systems yeah. and stuff. And, you know, something that, you know, people enjoy listening to, but to get started, like you don't have to focus on that 100%, I wouldn't say, but it, it does help a lot. Yeah, um, just a quick one. I mean, because I've, in my own work, um, there's a lot of sort of little details that when it comes to production, especially audio or whatever, that you kind of notice that you feel like, oh, I'm a bit limited in this way or whatever, and I really want to change this, but it's either, you know, gotten out of my hands or I'm just, I'm incapable of doing it. Um, especially among those early times, was that something that you kind of learned um, to kind of avoid? Or is that something that's always going to be there in the background that you think that you could have done better or things could have done better? Mm, I'd say now I'm probably uh, at that point in my career where like I'm, you know, not not too unsure of myself Mm. and and kind of like have found my uh, way of, of always getting some product but but what what's most important whenever you're working is just the source material what you're working with you know if that's a sample or a or any kind of synth or any kind of like sounds you know i feel like once you've been going at it for a long time you realize like you know you don't need to focus you know as i was saying like oh it, it's good to you know keep the mix in mind and stuff but you know then again like if the like the source material is good, whether it's, you know, drums, samples, any kind of like synths, or even vocals, especially vocals. Like if if the source material is good to begin with, like there isn't any kind of limitations except for just, you know, just very technical kind of stuff, like, or more, not even technical, just like, does this work, you know? And like, uh, am I doing it justice? And um, is it serving the song at all? But yeah. But I do think like the source material is like your you know foundation for like things to actually sound good and uh, being able to have them processed in the way that you want to. Yeah. So you've talked about it now of um, working with artists, and you now have the experience of working with artists from here in Iceland and then also abroad. But maybe I think particularly now we can maybe focus on the Icelandic scene uh, because especially at the same time where you're starting. Uh, with the boom across, you know, the the whole rest of the world, but particularly in Iceland, in the sort of rap music that's now almost ten years old, really, a sort of yeah. decade of of loads of different artists that do kind of go around the same sort of lines, but they have their own unique twists, and I think a lot of it comes down from the production. And so there's a lot of people from your generation or a couple of years above that um, have kind of helped shape that. 
um, and thanks to these sort of uh, technologies. But what has it felt working in, in that environment and, and, and being with Iceland being a, a very small country, has a very you know connected web of, of connections. How has it been getting to know these artists and then finding people to eventually collaborate with? What does it take to to get you going with, with an artist and, and feel like you can work with them? I mean, yeah, uh, the scene here is, you know, has a lot of artists that are, uh, that have been going at it for, uh, for a couple of years now. And uh, a lot of them have a very good and interesting sound and have contributed, contributed uh, to, the, to the music scene here quite a lot. I feel like I've always, you know, been a lot more inspired what uh, Icelandic people can do uh, based on what goes on in the world. I would say though, my focus has always been, you know, trying to produce abroad. Uh, but I feel like I, I, I'm like most not challenged, but like when I hear an Icelandic person do something that I really like, I'm like, okay, wow, like this is really good. And uh, like, I kind of like take it more, you know, it's more to home, you know? Yeah, so like, yeah. and, I, and I take a big pride in, in what, uh, musicians here have been able to do for ourselves and uh, also you know for abroad but uh, but yeah but at the same time as it's you know very inspiring and uh, and a lot of people are doing interesting thing things um, it's a small scene for sure mm. but it doesn't you know come with any limitations but you know a lot of people are doing it you know as a hobby and a lot of people are doing it you know for real uh, I I like to you know find someone that like you know of course it's always good if someone is you know um, experienced in the field or or has some kind of reach with their music but at the same time like I I really just like to find someone that like you know is doing it currently now whether it's big or not yeah. and if if they're true to what they're doing and you know if they if they just got from the studio you know yesterday they got something new from yesterday not something that they did a year ago. But, you know, haven't made songs consistently, consistently, you know, since then. So for me, like when I gravitate to someone, I, like I just want to see a, a good work ethic yeah. and um, an interesting kind of approach to making the, the music and, you know, delivering results, you know, because yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't have to always just, you know, you can deliver results and like, okay, but this isn't, this isn't the song that I'm going to release, but it's a result. It's something that got done. And uh, and it was made, you know, not quick, but you know, made with just you say just confidence and consistency in it. So, and there are a lot of people back here, you know, whether they are professionals or not, that do deliver those kind of results. So I'm always just keeping an eye on on people that uh, that I feel inspire me and want me to, you know, contribute contribute to, you know, their art. That's good. Um, and then just kind of to go from there. I mean, you've worked with. Uh, different sorts of artists and um, in recording in studio or working even sort of through great distance and all these sorts of things, but they always bring something, like you say, a sort of work ethic, uh, but also different styles. How has it been kind of um, working within those different styles and, and possibly adapting? You know, how do you get the best of an artist um, who's even, you know, who may be a bit who may know what they're doing, but also those that feel like that they're still in a sort of development. Uh, how has it been trying to get the best out of them from sort of the production side? It all just depends um, on the person because a lot of people are open for, you know, a lot more collaborations than, uh, 
than others. A lot of people want to be coached, but a lot of people want to kind of steer the production. Not, you know, I don't mind that, but what I'm saying is like the collective idea of like the song, like they want to steer the direction, which is fine by me. I, I, I always feel like my role with an artist isn't necessarily taking any kind of control, but just, you know, what I prefer to do is, you know, have an artist by my side and we sit down and, and the artist kind of like shows me what he's been working on and and what kind of songs he's been listening to uh, recently and uh, try to like, you know, get inspiration from that and kind of like make something from scratch at the spot. You know, I've, I've worked with, you know, a lot of uh, different kind of styles, but like the majority of what I've been working on is definitely just hip hop. But I, I, I do have recently kind of like gotten more into, you know, some kind of hybrid between, I, I'd say kind of like, you know, hip hop and kind of like techno house kind of grooves, yeah. but like, you couldn't necessarily kind of lean it in any other, you know, it's not too much hip hop and not too much, you know, techno pop or anything, but it's, yeah, more kind of just like a pop-esque about it. Right. Um, but but when I'm, when I'm working with artists, you know, I, I really like to, you know, be able to be their hands-on and uh, help them see their vision through and kind of just, you know, be a middleman between, you know, you know, getting the, you know, between the artist and then, you know, the product. So it, it really just depends on, on how open the artist is to, uh, you know, want to communicate what he wants and like, tell me freely what you want to do. And, you know, there's no one way to do this. So, and also the artist got to keep that in mind whenever I'm, you know, putting my two cents on it too. But then again, you know, I also work with artists that I, I, I really just got to send a beat to them and they know how to record themselves and they know how to produce and stuff. And that, for me, kind of like, you know, you know, once I make the beat and I, you know, write out the song structure or, you know, produce the vocals and, you know, do the final mix and everything, you know, when I just sent the beat, I feel like to a point where I can, you know, trust the other person to deliver, I feel like I finally kind of gained back like the ears of the listener. Yeah. Even though it's my beat, but, you know, I'm, I'm not too uh, involved in the you know, production side of it, unless, you know, besides the, the beat. So for me, like, I really enjoy that too, but I, I, I do, I do want to, you know, and I do pride myself on being able to, you know, be that kind of one-way stop for the artist to, you know, achieve, you know, their results. Whether, exactly. Yeah. Some, someone on the sidelines that uh, is both supportive, but also engaging. And I, yeah. I actually like the answer of, of, of being able to be kind of in the seat of the listener once they've brought Whatever, the, whatever their interpretation is, because yeah. then from there, you are getting a whole different view on it, mm -hmm. and uh, you're gonna be finding other entryways and other things to potentially um, add to it, yeah. um, which I find very interesting and, and and inspiring. So, having an open mind to these interpretations of of different artists and different styles, would you say that you know this is a very important thing to keep in mind is to be open? Um, I mean, obviously, if you're working with the same artists but you, you can kind of create a bit of a relationship. But if you're, if you're wanting to kind of spread out to different genres even, mm -hmm. um, keeping open mind and being encouraging, is it something to keep in mind then? Some things don't need to be changed, but at the same time, you know, always, always keep an open mind for, you know, just a better direction with the song and yeah. the art. It, it doesn't hurt to try to change it and then just kind of like, you know, just, you know, let it grow, you know, and, mm. and listen to it and really, you know, is it working or not? And like, is it serving justice for it? Um, but then again, like you can't go too crazy on like, oh, we always got to like make this like yeah. the most unique and stuff. Cause like there is a certain kind of formula 
to music. Not that not to th- not to say that you can't break break it down and like you know do it your own kind of way. I- I'd say in, in hip hop, you you definitely need to have some sort of you know familiarity, you know, yeah. w- with the uh, with your uh, product. But you know, always have people be able to engage it and you know a different kind of way or you know just make sure the soundscape and the sonics and everything is kind of like unique and that's where like the aspect of you know challenging and, and switching it up you know comes yeah, in yeah. so because it's something that you have developed and that's something that you've kind of uh, tested with in all, in all different sorts of areas with different people mm-hmm. um but would you say that the way that your career is going because you've mentioned the pop idea of of making it you know more of a product and knowing what you're doing and then bringing that quality into it where it's enjoyable for the biggest group of people possible i know i know you're not trying to not kind of betray your own roots and where you're coming from in terms of you wanting to do the stuff that you do versus something what other people want you to do mm-hmm. but um how has that been of um maybe finding a bit more cleaner through line through your music or or something that's a bit more approachable than even through your own genre it's it's been a long road you know just to be able to you know have something that as you said like the the bigger audience can kind of like you know get hip to here at home that i like you know been been around and work with in in music i feel like you know at least you know what they've told me like i, I approach my style a little bit more cleaner than they right not in the sense of just you know mix or anything but it's just like i really like to you know have something that's presentable not that their stuff isn't presentable at, at all but they pride themselves of having kind of raw kind of punk mm. which is you know in its own way amazing you feel me definitely something that like you know i could do too but you know everyone's approach is different i've i've a little bit more you know rather to have it punk and raw i've always wanted to have have it clean but at the same time you know there yeah. can be some grit to it and stuff but i i definitely kind of like you know not it's not a limitation it's just kind of style of like if i want to have it kind of punk i don't want to have it like too much yeah but just like to get that flavor but but that's more kind of like in in my style of hip-hop like as as i mentioned earlier you know i i, I really listened a lot to if you're reading this is too late with drake and i feel like that's definitely my kind of sweet spot of of having you know mostly in the production what i'm saying is like to, to have that, you know, that grim, that grit and just like oomph in the production. But at the same time, like it's mad, kind of like coordinated, poppy in a sense, but it's it's a very, you know, hip hop, you know, kind of way of yeah, approaching it, yeah. but with a clean kind of approach to it. But clean doesn't have to, you know, be better or anything. No, no, but, no, yeah, no, no. yeah. But yeah. it's just like maybe a little bit less complicated Yeah. with the complications there. I don't know how to explain it really. No, no, I, I, I think... Yeah, what you're saying is that it's it's a b- bit more of kind of as we were talking about earlier that there are mistakes and little things that you kind of pick up from behind the scenes that you wish that were a bit cleaner, a bit more, bit more approachable, but um, something you can't really do about it. But you know, obviously, that's built within a certain style of an artist, and from the production angle, you were thinking about oh. How are people going to listen to this through headphones? How are people going to listen to this on their computer speakers? Or, you know, at a live performance, these sorts of things. So mm-hmm. um, having something that feels more c- continuous, I think, rather than something that's a bit more like this one time and the other or something like this. Yeah. Um, I, I see where you're coming from. Uh, now, before we continue kind of the main questions, I'm going to have a bit of a break and kind of have a bit of a quick fire round on, on a couple of questions. And uh, we're going to start with... 
And I know it's a big one. Uh, maybe hip hop ex- uh, specific, not particularly your favorite, but something that you would really recommend. Sort of an album um, that has kind of all the things that you love in 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 making your own music. Just the one album. Hard question. It's a hard question. Yeah, yeah I can, Yeah. I've mentioned if you bring this too late, you know, before. Definitely. Definitely someone who, as much as I like Drake, I've always liked, you know, his production, you know, a lot more than Drake himself. Yeah. And that's where 40 comes in. And I'd say, you know, albums like, if you're reading this too late, nothing was the same. That kind of like style that he has has like influenced me probably the most. I'm going to have to go with something else than just, uh, than, uh, than you know, Drake and, and 40 on this. But since I've mentioned them so much, but I, I do... I do really like Jesus um, with Kanye. Yeah. And just for the simple fact of like, that's a perfect example of someone doing, you know, most people would say you're not supposed to do that, you know? Yeah. And he, he kind of like, you know, ventured into this different kind of uh, production world than what he was used to. Mm. And I feel like if you listen to that album and if you listen to it now and listen to like music that's happening like right now, you're like, wow, like he was kind of like ahead of his time just yeah. like in that regard but you know as much as I don't produce music like that I really like that album and like for me it just opens up to you know the possibility of like no limitations exactly you know? yeah, yeah yeah. I think that's good I think that's good because you've, you've kind of um, had your own thoughts about something that you like but because of a certain certain reason my next one is would you rather work exclusively in Iceland or exclusively abroad because I do know you, you, you like working here and in yeah, terms of the of course, culture. Of I, I would want it to be a, you know, a, a good kind of like a healthy, you know, mixture of it. Mm. But, I, you know, I've always felt like my sound could, you know, I, I feel like it's it's a little bit more seasoned to abroad. There's a lot more just opportunities abroad, you know, and definitely like on the financial side. But not that that matters the most. But I feel like it's just different to find someone that's like from another part of the world. Not someone like not a part of the world where I recognize any kind of things. And someone's seeing something in my product where like we, we live on different, you know, sides of the world and grew up in different kind of environments and stuff. I always feel... A little bit more just, you know, appreciated for my work, you know, abroad, just for the simple fact of, you know, someone seeing something in it and, uh, you know, me being from where I'm from and they being from where they are from. It just like, it always just intrigues me a little bit more. But then again, there are a lot of talented people back here at home and uh, a very uh, flourishing kind of scene and always something new happening. So I like I I would want to you know operate from Iceland and you know work with a lot of people here you know and 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 be active in the scene but have people from abroad to come here to Iceland to work and me going you know flying out and stuff and, yeah and working you know for some you know period of time yeah but, I mean you you've had the um, experience of of bringing artists from abroad to Iceland yeah. um, and introducing them to that um right and how has that experience been I mean. I wouldn't say it's the most drastic of changes in their style, but it's certainly in their approach, I feel, and maybe the yeah. reference and, and all that. How's that been? Definitely, definitely seen people, you know, get inspired from this place. And, uh, you know, it doesn't need anything more than just, you know, renting a cap in our, you know, on the countryside and <laughs> yeah. just, you know, setting up a studio and like have the scenery and everything, you know, around us. Like it, 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 it's, it sparks up, you know, different different ideas and just the vibe you know not not to say you wouldn't have come up with those ideas anywhere else but just like the vibe is just so uh 
immaculate, you know? Like, and especially for people who have never come here before, this is a very exotic country, not in the tropical sense, but just, you know, you don't find these landscapes just about anywhere. So I definitely, you know, like having people come over here and, you know, see how they approach their music, you know? Yeah. As I said, they could have gotten the idea, you know... Somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. somewhere else, but, you know the vibe is just always kind of like right here and the same goes for me whenever i've i've went you know abroad you know i spent three months in california uh last year and for me i was making you know i would say different type of music exactly. and different kind yeah. of approach and and that was most like nothing changed in the process really but you know um as you know technical side of the process but like just the day-to-day -day and and um uh, as I said, the vibes were just way different. Yeah, inspirational yeah. vibes. So, and uh, finally then, um, if there was a genre of music that you'd uh, want to go and work in, what, what, what would that be? I'd definitely say like R&B and, and, and pop, for sure. Mm. I, I do think uh, hip-hop is a very good... I mean, all, all these genres have definitely learned something from each other. But you can, if you listen to pop and R&B today, you know, a lot of the... The sounds and the approach, you know, they're kind of like approach, you know, every, every, everyone does everything, you know, differently. And, and, and I'm no expert in, in like, oh, this is what every, everyone is doing and stuff. But you can hear in pop songs, there is hip hop drum programming, yeah, you know, yeah. and like drum sounds and stuff, you know, already kind of established and they're there. And yeah, been there yeah, for some so, time, yeah. Yeah. So like whenever I've made something that is R&B ish and, you know, pop kind of, kind of, Esque. I, I, I'm always like, yeah, like this is something that I, I, I do see myself kind of like, you know, you know, venturing out to. But then again, there's a lot of like, there's a huge world in both those genres where like the hip hop doesn't exist, you know, yeah. and like there are other kind of approaches you need to, you need to take. So like, there's always so much to learn, you know, yeah, as, in as, different genres. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I've been doing this for eight years, but at the same time, like it's going to take me eight more years to get even better, you know, exactly, and then eight, yeah. eight more and eight, like, it's it's a it's a never ending process, you know, and and like Absolutely. I never I I'm never satisfied with you know <laughs> yeah. what I know as much as I know like I want to know even more and you know mm -hmm. you know just there to be great in 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 this uh, in this music world. Yeah, as we've talked about before, you've worked with different sorts of artists from both Iceland and whatnot, and you've come from a music scene where you are very independent with yourself, and it's all based on your own work and because the way how 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 you present that um, music and your work is, is also very much on the independent side uh, you're kind of not just a music producer you're also your own uh, head of marketing you're your own spokesperson really and so how has that been of, of trying to create and, and, and how is that process going really of trying to create a bit of a brand or trying to set yourself out with a with a particular type of not just the music but music videos or, or, or albums, cover art, these sorts of things. Like how, how has that process been and how attached do you feel to that? And what's kind of your tips for that? So I'm, I'm uh, if, if there's anything that I'm lacking in, that is the, the brand aspect of, of this music yeah. uh, world. And uh, it's not, not to say that I you know, haven't been able to achieve some kind of identity, but I've always more leaned to just wanting to focus on the music. Yeah. But I do help out the artist quite a lot with like, you know, just with feedback on like the cover arts, cover arts and, and just, you know, marketing and branding and everything regarding the music. But, you know, I, I don't really want to be that person to, you know, of course, you got to push your music out there and everything and, you know, brand it. 
and whatnot. But like, I, I really just want to focus on, yeah, you, know, yeah. you know, being behind the scenes and, you know, be in the studio. Um, but then again, I'm open for any kind of opportunities and, um, and, you know, any new kind of directions with it. Uh, but then again, at heart, like I, I, I do truly think that like wh- wherever my uh, identity is going to go, uh, I am going to, you know, approach it in the sense of, you know, I want to just be in the studio and just work on the music and not going to be, you know, branding anything else but the music. So yeah. I, I would post the cover art and, and uh, every kind of content that I feel like is, you know, makes sense for me to uh exactly. to upload but i i do think you know i would want to have you know maybe some kind of like insights on my production you know side of the you know the album so if you just released an album you know to have a, a video of like how i made this beat and how i mixed the song like those kind of like elements but yeah but uh but branding is is everything and uh, i feel like you know if you if you don't want to go the the most normal sense you know, no, normal route today, which is, you know, to just go overload and, and marketing and everything, which is good. Um, you, you at least got to pride yourself on like your identity and, uh, your music. So like you, you got to commit to, you know, want to post the cover art and the, the songs on your, your Instagram, you know, for yeah, example, just or, or your Twitter. Social media yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, let people know when the song is dropping and stuff and, and share the content around, the the art and uh, all the artists that I've worked with are re- are really good with you know marketing their stuff and having content around it, around it, so I, I I do help out you know getting it getting it out there and and whatnot and like that's not a big big deal for me no um, but you know anything other than that like I'm never coming up with any marketing or branding schemes on my own you know yeah like, I just I just want to be the producer and uh you know if producers follow me or or you know of course other other people too but like that's just kind of like my niche and um like i just want to make the music yeah get, yeah get, i, I get, totally yeah get, and i think a lot of artists and, yeah. um kind of feel the same way especially yeah. with something that just kind of comes from your own head you're very much it, it can be a very solitary type of experience um yeah. and and yeah but there's but there's outside factors that kind of working with it but it seems like you're trying to get a better grip at it and then also obviously you're working with people mm-hmm. that are doing that yeah. um so finally just to kind of wrap it up um you know it's it's a very interesting um genre of music that is so huge right now and has been for years whether that be in iceland or around the world you know it, it might seem as like a bit of a bit of a challenge for people to to go and test themselves on on on, on keyboards and on computers to try to figure out rhythms and all these sorts of things if there's anything that you'd want to say that kind of inspires them or just to kind of get them excited about making beats and, and making music in general you know why should people get excited about it in this day and age there's so much information on the internet to learn about you know production and everything and there's so much help to get so like if if this is something that really interests you and if this is something that you know you think you you can achieve and and you think you got this then like I'm telling you, you got this, but yeah. there's there's just certain kind of work that needs to be put in, and just a simple fact of like to not give up is going to get you so far. Exactly. And late gratification is definitely something that like you might face, but 
at the same time, if you stay consistent, make a beat every day for a year, like I'm telling you, after a year of doing that, you're going to be making two beats a day for a year. Yeah. Like it's always going to like what I've noticed about my own kind of process is that's is that like I make something and then I'm proud of it. And then a year later, I'm like, yo, this is still good. But I just made something today where like I feel like this blows it out of the water completely. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. the consistency is is the major key in like, you know, actually getting better and being able to, you know, bettering yourself and honing in on your skills and mm. um it's just a simple fact of like don't give up because like i like i i wasn't you know born with any talents for anything other than just wanting to stay consistent with with everything and just always wanted to learn so you know I, and i never never learned any instruments when i was younger and you know i've been producing now for for a couple of years and and I, and I I would say I pride myself on, on, on my work and, and would say it's up to par with, with a lot of music that's out there today. I've only achieved that because, you know, yeah. I've not been willing to give up on myself and be able to, you know, bet on myself and what I can do. Yeah, and it's an ever-evolving process. I mean, yeah. what you were a year ago is completely different to how you are today. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, well, thank you very much, Uyin, Frio. Um, and we'll end on the closing track of yours, uh, which again, I'm, I'm, I'm very, I, I really, really like. So yeah, thank you very much for, for coming. Yeah, thank you for having me.